all them mistakes we've made are learnings and life lessons. Yeah. And we probably wouldn't be where we are today. Although you're building for your kids' future, do you find that as a result of that you spend less time with them now? Create a lifestyle around the job rather than a life where the job comes first. Yeah. Welcome to this week's episode of 22 Minutes. And today I am joined by Ian Bluck. Now, Ian, I don't know where to start with what you do, so I'm going to try and kind of do it as quickly as possible. But you are full-time employed. You have a property portfolio worth 3.6 million. Uh, you have an incredible family with four, four beautiful children. And you're, well, you play a lot of golf. You're not very good at it, but you play a lot of <laughs> golf. Um, now, a lot of people would say, how the hell do you fit all those things? Family, full-time job, property portfolio, golf. How do you fit that into your kind of everyday routine? It, Makes me feel tired just thinking about it. So uh, do you want to just give us a bit of your kind of story, your vision, how you got to where you are today? What motivates you to to do what you are doing? Yeah, so so I started out thinking I was going to be a footballer. I uh, don't know about six months of YTS, but then got released by Aston Villa. Uh, but while I was there, I'd done uh, sort of an accountancy degree and I ended up working for Peugeot where my aunt was chief accountant. Four years there, got made redundant, went across to uh, sort of, Autolise, who got took over by ACL Autolise, and who got took over by Lloyds TSB Autolise. And I've been selling cars, vehicle remarketing at school for the past 23 years for Lloyds. But since 2014, I wanted to take control of my own sort of life. And we started investing in property as a, uh, as a longer term investment rather than looking to sort of replace my income. But then once you educate yourself, it's just gone on a, a bit of a, a whirlwind, a uh, bit of a, a journey where we've now got a, like a, a decent sized portfolio that has enabled us to create create a lifestyle around the job rather than a life uh, where the job comes first. Yeah, and I suppose you know, in doing that, you're building for your family moving forward as well. Aren't you? You're building a legacy for your kids. So. Absolutely, and that's like when when the, the first one come along in in 2014, uh, things change. You, you know now as being a new dad uh your priorities change i always wanted to buy a house live out in spain go on a golf course out there but now it's creating a legacy for them and, and my why uh, my desire the big thing is for them to have when they get to 18 they've got an element of passive income that they get so they can choose a profession that they're passionate about yeah. rather than a profession that they go out to to get the highest paid job like i did nobody wants to grow up and be a car salesman or very few people do uh so, so for me, it's it's giving them them options that mm. they can go and whether they want to be a vet, whether they want to be a lawyer, whether they want to be a doctor, whether they want to work at McDonald's, it doesn't matter. They've got some income coming in where they can choose something that they're passionate about. Yeah, and and it's that it's incredible to build that legacy for your kids as they grow up. Do you find that because you're working a full time job, because you've got a property portfolio, although you're building for your kids' future, do you find that as a result of that you spend less time with them now? Do you know is that having an impact now as opposed to later? Absolutely not. So. I go back to creating that lifestyle around your business, around your job. I get to take the kids to school every day, right? I get to take, pick the kids up every day. I get to play as much golf as I want. I get to take the wife on, on uh, dinner dates. It's, it's, I like to say I work part-time 24-7. So I actually get to play a part more of it. And one of the biggest compliments I had was uh, the head teacher said to me, what do you do? I said, why? She said, you're at every school event. And obviously when there's, yeah. when, when you've got three children in the same school yeah. and there's different things and they're yeah. getting the champion of the school for that week of their, their learning and things, and you're available to go to all of that. 
they're the little things that mean a lot, but uh, being able to be present with them. And family holidays, that's one of the big things. Mm. We, we tend to go on four or five a year now because we're able to do so, whether that's in the UK, whether that's abroad, but spending that time together, uh, that's the important, that's why we do a lot of the things we do. What was the key motivator for this? What, what, was there kind of a point where it really kind of changed your mentality? Yeah, so uh, my dad passing away in 2020. So 2019, Fahrenheit got cancer and he was 69. And he'd worked all his life, right? Because he would just want to play more golf with me, spend more time with the grandkids. And he was still working. You know what I mean? His state pension was 750 quid. His pension through work that he'd worked 40 years was £100. He never had no mortgage, but he wanted to continue working. And he got to that point where he found out he's had cancer, he battled six months of chemo, had a massive operation to have the tumour removed, then a couple more chemo, about to ring the bell, and he died of a blood clot. And at that point, I went, right, it's all about now living life on your terms now rather than building something now and living it tomorrow. It's a case of living it today, but also building for tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. It's an incredible story. You know, I've known you for a while, you know, and that, that passion and motivation of what you're trying to achieve now just oozes out of you, you know? Yeah. That's uh, like, I, I have five pillars that we talk about and it's having your, your goal, right. And really understanding what that's about. But then the second part is why you're doing it. Yeah. The desire, for when things go wrong, because things do go wrong, but can you battle through that? Mm. Then you have your environment. Can you set up your environment to flourish? You know what I mean? Whether that's the people around you or actually your office set up. You know, my office set up, I've got my Peloton there in front of me. I've got my putting mat there in front of me. I've got the desk, got stuff on the wall that means something to me. Then your knowledge, constantly learning, constantly developing, whether it's books, <clears> podcasts, but you can have all them four things in place. Right? But if you don't take any action, it's all pointless. Without going into too much detail, you have a you have a, another business where, where you talk about 15 minutes a day. Just spend 15 minutes a day doing something that, you know, that's going to make a difference. That is that 1% gain yeah, every day. You, know? you don't have to spend 10 hours, 15 minutes. It's so true, isn't it? it? It's a mindset thing. If I say to you, right, I need you to do this for two hours today. You're going to be like, oh, I can't do two hours. I haven't got two hours to find. I can't do that. So my mindset is, right, can I work on my business, doing my one thing, doing my 1% gain today? And if I do it for 15 minutes, great. But that 15 minutes sometimes turns into 20 minutes, 25 minutes, probably up to about 45 minutes maximum, right? So there's a big tick. I've, I've, I've worked on my business, moving that forward rather than, answering mails or doing something then i'll get on my bike you know i'm a big nut about my yeah. peloton getting my exercise but when i'm on that bike it just gives me a bit of freedom to think mm. and understand what i'm doing so that's the other one i try and do that every day then the third one is plugging myself in taking the dog for a walk and learning whether that's a podcast whether that's a book and for me then if i've done them three things for at least 15 minutes each day yeah. i've beat You're the day forward. And that's, that's, that's what my education program's called. But if you beat the day like four or five times a week, yeah. and then you beat the week two or three times a month, all your stuff that you're working towards, sort of you're knocking down as you, yeah. as you go along, you, you're being consistent. So for you then, 
you obviously you've got this this incredible uh, journey that you're on to to care for the kids when they're older. What 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 is success for you? You know what what's short term, mid term, long term success for you? When will you be able to sit there and think I did it? So I would have said I had a goal that I want to earn X thousands of pounds by this age through property. Uh, but recently finishing Simon Sinek's book, The Infinite Game, yeah. uh, it's now a never-ending goal rather than a, okay. a point. So I have points that I want to get to and milestones, right? But what I want to do is is continue to create a legacy. But where I say at the moment the legacy is all about the children, we've recently secured a contract now uh, with a charity called Emerging Futures where we're supplying housing to people that are abstinent from drink, drugs, gambling, and coming out of prison. And they've just come into Birmingham. They got in touch with us. They love what we're trying to do, changing the landscape of social housing, providing great homes, not only safe and warm, but creating communal areas inside and outside of the areas for the vulnerable, where many people are just trying to stick them in a six and a half meter square box with a tin metal bed, mismatch of wardrobes and things and think, that's that's giving them a platform to integrate back into society. So our journey is evolving to say now, not only are we doing it for our own family, we're help serving others as well. Yeah. Okay, so that's a big part of what you want to continue to do. Really. Yeah, it's that it's that giving back. I think the more that you you go along on your own journey, there's more stuff that you can help and serve others from a an education point of view, from helping them. But when we've got this opportunity now of of helping this charity, especially coming into Birmingham, being from Birmingham, uh, it's going to help us. Yes, it, it, it can be very lucrative for us because we're buying property, we're getting rental income and it, it's guaranteed. But we've still got to commit tens of thousands of pounds mm. to be able to share that. When you talk, you you ooze confidence, you know, and maybe that's an exterior thing. Maybe you're not as confident in interior, but obviously we've had a lot of conversations on this on this series and everyone's talked about, a lot of people have talked about how to, to be an entrepreneur, you need to have confidence. But then obviously as entrepreneurs, we're often dealt with self-doubt and, and how do we combat that against confidence? And have you experienced self-doubt in your journey and, and kind of how does that impact 100%, confidence? 100%, imposter syndrome. Yeah. You're like thinking when you, I, I remember you, you know, you, you've, you've bought your first property. Am I a property investor now because I bought my first one? I don't know. When you got to three, uh, do we class ourselves? So, so there's not a number. I remember going to some networking events and just sharing people and being authentic on your journey. And people go, oh, well, how did you buy your first one? I mean, how did you go about it? What was the things? And you're like, well, I've only got three. But you're just a, a few steps further ahead on your journey than somebody else. Yeah but somebody else wants to understand how you've gone about sort of and done that. And uh, sort of one of my mentors speaks about having your hula hoop. You were not, you're not, I'm not going to go from being uh, a property investor to a property millionaire in uh, a few months or a few years. It, yeah. it takes time to do. So you've got to do things that get you out of your hula hoop and just outside it. So we talk about, right, you've got your hula hoop. What can I do that's just going to be stretching me far enough to step outside that hula hoop yeah. where it makes me uncomfortable, but it's not going to be, make me scared that I'm not going to take any action at all. Yeah. So it's it's keep pushing your boundaries. Like I'd never done a podcast before until two years ago. Now we're, we've done plenty and I'm, I'm quite confident of sharing my own journey because 
uh, as I say, I'm just a thick lad from Birmingham, right? That's <laughs> that's took action. You're far from that. No, but that's took action. That can keep plugging away and, and doing stuff. And that's what anybody can do anything they want. It's just your mindset holds you back. Yeah. And, and Jim, we were talking about before we, we hit record that we were talking about you're not necessarily an advocate of, you know, leave your job in 12 months and go in this world of portfolios and, and, and property development. You're kind of a, you know, this can be an additional income to, to a, a job that you currently have. People might not want to leave their job. Yeah, there's, there's so many property gurus out there that are banging a drum, like replace your income within 12 months, create your time freedom, uh, you know, quit your job. And some people might not want to do that. Like I've been with Lloyds Bank now 23 years. And yes, the days where I go, oh, I don't want to be here. Oh, I, I hate it. But then again, that's just a mindset thing. Can I get up and say, right, I've got an opportunity to learn for free here yeah. and get paid for it yeah. because they're giving me a salary. And there's so many uh, inspirational people within the bank, so many cleverer people that I get all this learning about how to run billion pound businesses and business areas. Uh, we get that for free. And now if you go and learn that what you're getting and apply it into your own business, your streets ahead of many small business owners that don't have that luxury of, of being able to work in a job and they have to go through all that learning and mistakes and, and stuff on their own. I think one of the biggest challenges I have running a business is I'd, I feel like I would struggle to do the amount of things that you do because I've, I've struggled to switch off from my job. So, you know, I'll go home, I'll be thinking about it. So the thought of switching off and going on to property I find that a real challenge. Do, do you quite easily, you know, switch off from your day job, switch onto property mode, switch out from your property mode? You know, do you kind of? Yeah, yeah. Look, I used to wear uh, a sixty-hour work week like a badge of honor, right? But when we was we we was talking and saying, right, okay, you earn X amount through property per hour, right? What do you earn through your job per hour, right? But I'm contracted to do 35 hours a week, but I'm doing 60. Mm. I don't get paid any more for it. Mm. So ultimately then I was only earning just over sort of minimum wage. So it was a case of, right, yeah. setting your priorities out, right? I'm going to do 35 hours a week, right? And that's it. So when I'm traveling to and from work, I've got to sort of be able to leverage my time. So, okay, I'm going to do some learning while I'm in the car, right? How many times do you work through your lunch break, mm. right? Right, I'm taking my lunch break. Right. And I'm going to do something for me. Okay. I, I need to work over or I need to work at weekends. No, it's off. So then that's my time. But all my work is done before the working day, so to speak. So when I get to the end of the day, it's then it's time for the, the kids that yeah. when you've got four running about and you need to get them, <laughs> uh, get their tea ready, get them all ready for bed. You get one down to sleep, then another one wakes up. You know what I mean? You don't get yeah. time. But again, we used to watch a lot of, lot of TV. That doesn't happen no more. No. It's all about other things that can help educate you. It's, it's making that sacrifice. Can I can I stop spending that money in Costa and edu pay, pay for my education? Where have you learned all that from? Is, is that just a natural kind of thing that you do, or have you have you learned that from books? No, it's you, you've. You, I've read so many books. I've got a number of different mentors. Uh, you've just got to go and find what works for you. Look, I've tried getting in doing the 5 a.m. club, but getting in at 5 a.m. and doing doing work doesn't doesn't help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Having cold showers. Yeah. Uh, I've tried it. I've tried to sit and meditate. I can't sit there and be quiet for five minutes. You know what I mean? You've got to you've got to work out what what Works is for you. But yeah. 
But go and try all these different things because if you don't try them, you don't know if you're, they're going to work for you. Yeah. So uh, I love listening to books. Uh, I've probably done about 25, 26 last year, but got to the end of the year, I was booked out. So then I started listening to some podcasts and doing different things. So I now have a mixture of podcasts and audible, but each of these books or each of these podcasts that you learn, uh, that you listen to, there's learnings in there. Mm. And the key part is, is finding them learnings and implementing them to see if they work for you. Not going straight onto your next book without doing anything with what you've just learned. Yeah. Not doing anything to the next podcast without implementing anything that you've just done. And if it doesn't work, fine, just go back to what you was doing. Yeah. But if it's something that's going to help you and get on your journey, great. What would your advice be for people that are thinking about diving into this world of property? What, what advice would you give to someone thinking about it? Uh, do it. <laughs> Definitely. It's, it's absolutely changed our lives. Uh, it's it's created a lifestyle for us, which is uh, it, it's something we could, could have probably only dreamed of yeah. sort of uh, sort of nine years ago. Uh, what I'd do, it, it, I'd, I'd say to you, set out, set out what your goals are and, and really understand what you want your life to look like. You know what I mean? And, and put that time scale on it of, of three to five years, but then reverse engineer that back into sort of annual goals. And, and what we do on a, on a quarterly basis is what three things can we do that are going to move us towards that annual goal? Yeah. And I, I write down everything on a could do list. Yeah. So everything I could do, then choose the three big things yeah. that are going to move. And if anybody comes with me with anything else, you say, no, not now. He'll go on my could do list, mm. but I'm not doing it. I'm not getting distracted. I'm not getting it. And the only way I will get distracted if it's a, a hell yeah. Otherwise, it's a it's a no, I can't do it. Yeah. So I look back at the end of the year and say, right, I've took 12 actions that have helped me move towards my annual goal, which has helped me move towards my three to five year goal. And we've been doing that now four years and it's been game changing. What's your kind of biggest learning from from this process that you've you've been on? What would you do differently now that you kind of, you know, didn't do before? I don't. I don't think I'd do anything different from that point of view as because all them mistakes we've made are learnings and life lessons. Yeah. And we probably wouldn't be where we are today. But I think one of the big things that I probably could change is I've paid for a lot of education where I've sat in courses and you're sat in a classroom with others and you've listened to them talk about all the action that they haven't taken. And it's all about excuses where if I had my way now, I'd have probably paid a mentor to be one-on-one -on -one and have somebody where I've got their ear on that basis, rather than sitting, listening to people who don't take action and just coming out with all the excuses. So that's, that's one of the things I would have changed. I've got, I've got a mentor earlier, earlier yeah. because I used to, I couldn't get over myself to say, right, I've got to pay somebody to tell me I'm doing something wrong or I should be doing it a different way. Whereas I, I always had the mindset, I could just Google it, but you can only Google what you know. And if you don't know it. And when you say mentor, do you mean kind of mentor in property, mentor in, you know, you can have mentors in different capacities, right? Yeah. So I've got three, right? So I've got one uh, and I'm not going to call it a, a, the 1% the club. I'm a massive advocate of this 1% club that I'm a part of. I've been part of it for uh, four years now. And the goal of this 1% club is to leave our business in a better way by 1% each week. Yeah. Because by week 69, we've doubled the size of our business with the compound effect. So there's, there's about 125 of us in this group. 
Uh, but John and Jason, I class them as my business mentors because it's not that nobody else in the group is, is in property, I think, but we're all business owners and we all share the same problems. Yeah. So, uh, so I have that one. I have then a mentor in property where, uh, I will go to with my property problems, but he's further uh, on in, in his journey than I am. So when I encounter a problem or when I'm stuck, he's probably been through it, or if he hasn't been through it, mm. probably somebody in his black book has. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got a mentor at Lloyd's, right? And this is this guy, he, he sits on the board. It's uh, I'm able to speak to him about problems, but he's then really interested in what I've got to say because he thinks, well, how do you do all this stuff around property and, and that type of thing? So we get learnings from each other, but... Uh, you, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's so invest in yourself. hundred percent. It took me a while to get over that, yeah. but now I constantly invest. Ian, I mean, it's incredible having you on the show. We we could talk for hours. Um, so I mean, I think what you're doing is incredible. You know, I think the way you're doing it is incredible, and I think you're just such a big inspiration to people out there that you know want to go down this journey, provide for their family um and and do things right um so thank you for coming on the show no problem at all um, we do have a little feature called linkedin and linked out which would be rude for us not to do so i'm just going to um a few statements you just say the first thing that comes to your head out of the statements that i say and not just any random things so um <laughs> dream, dream team or solo dream solo dream zoom or in the room zoom 100 grand or invest in land invest in land tea or coffee <laughs> Coffee. Headphones or office radio? Office radio. Email or voice note? Email. Pause or rewind time? Pause. Higher salary or more holiday? More holiday. DIY or I know a guy? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I know a girl actually because my wife does it all. <laughs> That's, you know, a property investor who doesn't get his hands dirty. And uh, a few a few final things that I've just got to mention because I know you so well. Um, who's better at golf, me or you? Hundred <laughs> percent. How many and, red shirts have you got? And, how many red shirts have you got? Two, six. <laughs> so, so that makes up. That makes well, me. I wasn't playing three, that, ma that makes me. That makes me three times as good as you. <laughs> we joined on the same month, so that's not an excuse. And just, just for a, a check, it's Thursday, the sixteenth of November. Is your Christmas tree up? Oh, it's going up Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Well, I was in the car with the wife last week, and she put. Heart FM on Merry Christmas, you know, Heart yeah, yeah. X and so on. And I was like, no, she starts talking about putting a tree up. And I said, no, we can't do it. But with four young kids, yeah. nine, seven, five, and three, they can't wait to get it up. So uh, it's not me wanting it. I'm just taking one for the team. Now. No, absolutely. But Ian, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank um, you for having me. We'll, we'll share uh, obviously your details so people can see more about you. And um, yeah, thanks for being here. Good stuff. Thanks very much.